Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So what if Joe Biden is meeting with Vladimir Putin? So what if they're in this meeting that could determine the fate of planet Earth? What does it matter that you've got Russian security agents manhandling the American press? No, no, no. What better time than Representative Ocasio-Cortez to let you know that climate legislation is infrastructure legislation. So, again, just to reiterate our call here, we want we want folks to go to fundhighspeedrail.org. It's time for... She wants choo-choo trains. Good Lord. Come on. This is legitimate? This is a serious person? Fundhighspeedrail.org? Where? In Arkansas, Alabama, Nebraska, Mississippi, Indiana, where do you want to fund this stuff? And if I fund it in New York, all it's going to be is high-speed urine because that's what it's going to smell like. Tony Katz. Holy cow. By the way, if you had high-speed urine on your bingo card, please see your bookie for your winnings. Because of all the things I ever thought I'd say on radio. High-speed urine was not on the list. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Tony Katz, and go to TonyKatz.com for the latest. Can we finish up on Representative Ocasio-Cortez before we get back to Biden-Putin? Fund high-speed rail. To match our legislative organizing with outside grassroots organizing. Folks, the way and our theory of change is that it's going to take inside outside strategy in order to get this done. We need to be loud, we need to be numerous, we need to make some noise, and we need to make sure that your member of Congress knows that this is important to you, that you want high speed rail in your state and in your community. And so make sure you go to funhighspeedrail.org and that. That'll connect you both with our larger organizing effort. Thank you to our brothers and sisters at the Teamsters. Thank you to our folks um, at at, uh, US High Speed Rail. Thank you so much uh, to Working Families, to Working Families Party, to Sunrise, to- Oh, 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 now, now we're in it. Now we're in it. We understand the full politics here when we get to the Working Families Party. But it's funny, the Teamsters. The Teamsters are, are, are in this. Now, I will admit to you that I am not an expert on all things um, union, right? Who are the international uh, brotherhood uh, of Teamsters? These are the freight drivers and, and the warehouse workers, right? That's, that's Teamsters. I think I've got I think I've got that right. Like I I'm 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 looking, I'm I'm, I'm reading about it. They have 1.3 million members. Public and private sectors, okay. How about the people of the UAW? Every time they discuss high speed rail, you people who build cars are you know what out of luck. You are. You're out of luck. 
You're going by the wayside. High speed rail, and the the the, the was it the working family party? It, it's a socialist party. Working families party. That that's that's what they are. They are a socialist party. And they are absolutely down with this. Good on them. Good on them. Their ideology as as described, right? Progressivism. They're they're a socialist party. We just just understand what it is. But listen to how Ocasio-Cortez tries to sell this. All of the organizers and climate organizers that are here actually making this happen. Infrastructure, climate, uh, rather climate legislation is infrastructure legislation. All right, we're done. We're done. These people are cultists. I often discuss Representative Ocasio-Cortez as childlike, and and it is. She's absolutely a child in her policies. She may be a nice person. She may be a good friend. I'm talking about policy. She's childlike. And her presentation also, we should agree, is, is we can't agree, is childlike. Climate is infrastructure? Okay. It's a cult. Climate legislation is infrastructure legislation, and you shouldn't be able to drive a car from your point A to your desired point B. You should take their high-speed rail from their point A to their point B if it is indeed working. Indianapolis did this with buses, right? They still can't figure out that they failed on the buses. They cannot figure out at all that their idea of rapid bus service is total nonsense, this concept of the red line. They built the red line bus service, even though they knew in Albuquerque it was a total failure. And we should note it was a Republican who installed it in Albuquerque. A Democrat took over and said, this is a lemon. So this isn't about party. This is about just recognizing what works and what doesn't. It got too cold in Albuquerque, New Mexico for the electric buses to hold a charge. That's Albuquerque. This is Indianapolis. You know what the difference is? Mm, 30 degrees in every which way. Someone can do the, you know, do the uh, measuring out and say it's more, say it's less. You get my point. It gets cold here. Like, really cold. The batteries can't handle it in the cold. So oh, they're going to put in charging stations, right? These, these pads and the bus will sit on top of it, and then, and then it'll be charged conductively, which is pretty cool, but still doesn't solve the problem. And then they realize, nope, we'll just use diesel buses. The whole purpose was electric buses. Now you're using diesel buses. Businesses left, went out of business. They'll all show you the studies. People who are on these uh, bus lines, oh, the property values go up. What about the businesses? Not the property owners of the business, the business that rents from them. What do they do when you prevent people from making a left turn? I have discussed this with members of the city county council. I got mocked. I got laughed at. I got ridiculed. Oh, you don't understand. Oh, it's not a concrete barrier down the middle of the street. It's just a rubber barrier. Go take a look. Tony Katz was 150% correct. 
I, I, I was right. There's not a question about it. And it isn't because I knew better. Although it's probably because I knew better. It's because I was paying attention. I was listening to what other people had to say. And what they had to say is, this doesn't work. And now it's purple lines and it's blue lines. And they're getting more funding for it. And President Trump, to his discredit, put money towards this thing, shamefully. By the way, that level of honesty is more than you can get from the political left press of Indiana. They will never once say of their own people, yep, I didn't like that. Yep, that was a mistake. Nope, they'll never do it. Everything they do is perfect. And that's why they don't get trusted. There isn't an honest conversation going on about what they're doing. Representative Ocasio-Cortez is in a cult. All she needs is a bathrobe and Kool-Aid. That's it. It's a cult. Call it what it is. But this started with the conversation about Biden and Putin and how we think their meeting was going to go. Now, I'm going to have the full breakdown of it tomorrow, right? What got said, what got done. I'm also going to have a little bit more on a couple things that happened as the meeting was getting started. Like, for example, the Russian Navy conducting drills in the Pacific. 20 surface combatant submarines and support vessels involved in a military exercise somewhere between three and 500 miles west of Hawaii before this meeting. The U.S. scrambled three F-22s. Of course, Vladimir Putin knows what he's doing in terms of uh, nudging and poking and prodding and just being annoying. I think that we should fly bombers over Red Square. And not just for a day, for a hundred days. But when they get close to U.S. airspace, we should blow them out of the sky. Tony, you're going to have a war. I'm just trying to set a stage. If you have a better idea, I'm listening. Because if you think the proper idea is take their crap, well, maybe on the military stuff. But when they come after the, the oil, when they come after the, the, the food supply, what is it that we're actually supposed to take here? We're supposed to take that too? I was on Newsmax yesterday, and I got asked a question that I thought was very, very peculiar about the, the, the relationship. I want to share this with you again. And it was all about, you know, where we are with with Russia. And here's how Bob uh, Sellers asked the question. And then once he heard my answer, he realized he was not uh, he was not correct. As Geneva gears up for the Biden-Putin summit tomorrow, there are hopes for a modest improvement on the current U.S.-Russia chill over issues like Ukraine, human rights, oh, and those pesky cyber attacks as well. Yeah. With the current relationship between the superpowers at its lowest, you could say, this meeting will be a crucial step in moving forward. So as President Biden takes on Mr. Putin, is he up to that task? Tony, I'll start with you. What do you think? 
I want to know why it's at its lowest. Well, I, you know what? It it's exactly. I don't know if you believe it's at its lowest because I don't. As I was reading oh. it, I was thinking I really should prove these things. And I, I was thinking <laughs> I've been alive long enough to see what really a low point is between the Soviet Union and the U.S. and Russia and the U.S. So let's just say uh, I think it's at the height of, of, of question marks as far as the relationship. How's that? We don't have Khrushchev banging his shoes. Exactly. Exactly. We don't have a cold war. We're not an enigma wrapped in a, what is it? Uh, envelope. It's a mystery inside a riddle wrapped inside an, inside an enigma. That's uh, Joe Pesci from JFK. <laughs> Anytime I can offer up the cultural, I will. This idea that it's at its lowest point is the same conversation that is invoked when Joe Biden says America is back. Back from where? What are you talking about? That's word salad for the American press that laps it up. Is America at its lowest point with Russia? Well, let's argue that we're not in a good place. Why shouldn't it be a cold relationship? The man's hacking the oil supply and hacking the beef. The man is going after our steak. Cooking a steak, wouldn't it be great? You could be my mate, cooking a steak. That's all I'm saying. It should be rough and tumble. The question is, can Biden be rough and tumble? And the conversation we've been having is, what's the purpose of this meeting? What can he get out of it? What is Biden going to do? What is he going to say? This is what we're looking at. This is what we're going to be breaking down. I think it's going to take a couple of days to kind of figure that out, or it might happen quicker. I'll have the updates for you as they happen. I'm Tony Katz. In a shocking move, eBay has banned porn. Maybe the best headline I've ever put out there. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's not a full ban. What they are doing is banning sales of adult-only items. So Blu-rays, DVDs, Laserdiscs, VHS, Laserdiscs. All I, all I know is if you've got an adult-only item on Laserdisc, um, man, you love the classics. They're, these adult movie formats no longer permitted. There actually was a section on eBay called Adult Only. Ari, you shop that a lot. What's it like? Pretty graphic. Okay. Uh, I, I've, never, I've never actually seen it. The only time I'm on eBay, I'm looking at cars, which I've decided not to get because the used car prices are nuts. Although, I'm starting to see a little bit of the downturn. Like, we may have... Turn the corner. There was a conversation that lumber prices are off their highs by about 10%. That is an incredibly important number. Because the, the, the rise in lumber prices, never mind the accessibility of lumber, how do you build? How do you build that addition? How do you redo that deck? All these things. It, 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 you're adding costs that now puts you out of the realm. The person who doesn't care still doesn't care. The person who has a budget has to ask themselves, is now the time are they willing to wait? And what is the time wasted or waited, I should say, and the deterioration of, of whatever the thing is or the need is, the, 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 the 
you know, the emotional uh, pull of the need, how does that relate to the dollars? That's that's the question. So adult-only collectibles, art, toys, accessories, clothing, jewelry, books, and music can be relisted under a new category as long as they follow, wait for it, specific guidelines including not showing nudity or sexual activity. Well, there goes my calendar. Was this a problem for some people? Were people logging into eBay just to see the naughty bits? Because it's the internet in 2021. You you can find a lot of naughty bits. I mean, you can find an outrageous amount of naughty bits. You don't need eBay for it. It's not like the days where you needed your mom's JCPenney catalog. I'm sometimes I think things are done in, in, in a way that it, it, it it's it's clearly a, a move not of, of business. I don't believe their business was impacted in any way by having this to the negative. But if they can make a big show of removing it, maybe they can get a little love to the positive. So this is absolutely a play for the for for the audience. Do I oppose such a thing? No. The business wants to make a decision. The business can make a decision. It's it. I I I discussed this just as as a, a bit of a refresher. Maybe it's like the idea of diversity. The argument is not that you don't want diversity. The argument is is that when you make the claim of wanting diversity, it's clear you're not serious. It is clear to everyone under the sun that what you're doing is trying to be seen as special and good and all of these things. You want, as, as a business, to understand where your consumer is and how you can reach your consumer and what you could be doing to gather more consumers? That's smart. That's a smart business move. That's what you should be doing. And if we want to refer to that as diversity, feel free. But if you're a business saying we're going to embrace diversity, well, what the hell were you doing before? If you weren't going after those customers or trying to find ways to reach those customers, you weren't serious about your business before, it would seem to me. But maybe you were doing that. So therefore, announcing that you're embracing diversity is nothing more than an empty phrase, meaningless gibberish garbage. Don't engage in meaningless gibberish garbage. Which could also be said, don't talk like Joe Biden. Oh, screw you. That's a good joke. Screw you. That's great. That's gold, Jerry. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, Tony Katz. Go to TonyKatz.com. Support the show. Get the podcast. This is Tony Katz today. Biden and Putin having that meeting. I will break it all down. We're going to have so much of that. And really, what was the point? Do you go into a meeting without 
a clear objective. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. That's a solidly good question. Do you go into a meeting? I mean, how many of us have been in the corporate world involved in a meeting where we're like, why, why, why are we here? You want to talk about the bane of producer Ari's existence? It's that. <laughs> yeah. This is why producer Ari and I don't have meetings. We text as sparingly as possible. Everyone just do their job. We'll be fine. That, that's how the relationship works. He's also very uninteresting to talk to. But the idea of a meeting with no purpose is a very corporate thing. So when the president of the United States and uh, the, the dictator of, of, of Russia, just being honest there, uh, right, get together, what is it about? What is it that Biden wants out of the meeting? It's just to get to know you? Four or five hours of get to know you? My gosh, that's a lot of get to know you. I mean, that could be described, uh, quite honestly, as a crap ton of get to know you. So I, I, we're going to find out what the purpose was. But there was a story, a, a happy story every now and again. Man, we, we, need, we need a little bit. We live in the upside down. We live in the total madness. And every now and again, you need, you need a, a, a little bit of, uh, of the happy to get you through. Well, it's a sunny day. I feel brand new. There's about a million things that I could do. Would you like to do them too? It's a story about a dog ejected from an SUV. It's a beat wide world. I promise it's a happy story. I read this story. I was like, how is this not national news? And I got it when I was on vacation. Like, did, did I miss it? They should be interviewing the dog. So there's this dog that was in a car that was in a car accident. The dog got ejected from the vehicle. Right? This is in Idaho. They're on State Highway 41, for those of you who know your Idaho state highways. They crashed into another car. The dog got launched through the rear window. (gasps) That's awful. That is terrible. They start doing a search with strangers, six strangers who witnessed the crash. They pulled over to help, and they start looking for the dog. They look for 10 hours to find this dog. Dog's name is Tilly, by the way. Uh, Producer Ari, can we get a ruling on the name Tilly for a dog? Thumbs up. Tilly the dog is missing. They look for 10 hours for this dog. So they do what people do. They posted it on Facebook. Um... My, my dog's missing. We were in a car accident, and, and my dog is missing. And here's a photo. It's a, it's a Border Collie Red Healer mix. Now, full disclosure, I had never heard of a Red Healer before. I didn't know that was the kind of dog. I had no, 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 no clue. And they put it out there. The post gets shared 3,000 times. Next thing you know, the potters... Look at that photo and say, son of a gun. We just saw that dog. 
the dog found this farm where they have sheep and the border collie in this two-year-old mix was trying to herd the sheep doing what it was born to do i'm sorry i think that story is awesome first car accident everybody lives dog ejected through the back window and lives that's a that's that's great because normally normally you hear of a dog ejected from a, a car during a, an auto accident you're like ew david right it's gonna be a bad story but then it's there trying to herd sheep that's a dream that is spectacular a little bit of happy in the story and now let's bring you back down see what i am i am a roller coaster of emotion they're suing governor holcomb governor of indiana of course and this is because he is going to end the extension of unemployment benefits i think this becomes a national story so there are two groups suing the governor their argument goes as follows There's a state statute that provides that if funds are available in the Federal Unemployment Trust Fund, it's the policy of the state to go get those benefits for eligible Hoosiers. And they're saying that you are cutting unemployment benefits as of June 19th, the extended unemployment benefits. You can't do that. Then you have people part of concerned clergy of Indianapolis saying things like, and I'm quoting here, you got people who are going to be facing evictions. Do I go take this job that's going to be 20 hours a week? There are a lot more minorities. This according to a Reverend David Green, president of concerned clergy of Indianapolis. There are a lot more minorities, African-Americans that are unemployed, that are adversely impacted. I talked about this in my morning show. Uh, is the job of the people of Indiana, is the job of Hoosiers to pay others for forever? Is it the job of the federal government? Is it the job of the state government? If they get a job that's only 20 hours a week, can I ask why? Could they find another job that's also 20 hours a week, making it a 40-hour-a-week job? Are you saying there are no 40-hour-a-week jobs out there? Because that is also not true. People are hiring everywhere. Well, they don't pay enough. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's not an argument. You don't get... The Indianapolis Star, in one of the ugliest statements they've made, and man, do they make a lot of ugly statements, said that the problem with, with the job market is that the jobs don't pay enough. You terrible business owners pay more. Well, why doesn't the Indianapolis Star just hire another thousand people? They could solve the whole problem. Then they put out statements, does this group, uh, that, you know, there are 286,000 people who who get these benefits. That's more than 170,000 than available uh, jobs, meaning um, you have 170,000 more people than available jobs. Go create a job. Go build a business. Not everyone can. Some can the, the the idea of whether or not the statute requires the state to do it would be an interesting conversation. That's a legal conversation. This is a a a, a theory and and a, and a moral and a decency conversation. The state of Indiana has to pay you. They never should have paid you in the first place. The people who were told they weren't allowed to go to work, I get it. The extended unemployment benefit, getting back to work is everything. You have to earn your way. The argument these people are making is the government should pay your way. That's a terrible idea.
Miserable and awful. Miserable and awful. We'll keep our eyes on this. I'm Tony Katz. I turned down two book deals from the most unlikely of publishers in that I do not want to do such a deal right now. I'm writing like crazy anyway. However, and when the time comes, you'll see the book of all books. Actually, I've been working on a much more important project right now. He's gone, but he's never too far away. Hello. Hey there, Mr. President. That's uh, Donald Trump right there. Me, I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. This was one of his latest statements. What project is he working on right now? Hmm. Honestly, you never know. And honestly, he just says some things because it gets people asking questions. I do know he's he's accepted an invitation from Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, to check out the border. And he's going to do exactly what he does. He's going to show up Biden and Harris. It's been 80 some odd days since Harris was tasked with uh, dealing with the border and she hasn't even been there. I mean, it's, it's, there's a countdown or a count up, whatever you want to call it. That's, I mean, that, that's what's been going on. Trump being uh, not being on Twitter certainly does hurt. It hurts him in in the immediacy. I have not even discussed how Facebook decided he can come back in January of 2023. Was it January 7th, 2023? That's after the midterms. After the midterms and after Congress is sworn in, then he can come back. You want to know how much people fear Donald Trump? It's that much, guys. It's fear right there. Now, I spoke about this earlier. We're going to dig more into it, right? You've got the Arizona Attorney General not happy with the U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland about his comments on the audit there in, in Arizona. And we haven't talked much about the audit. I have always said I am very confused by the audit. I don't hear anything about the audit. I don't know what it's supposed to bring. I'm not sure what is happening. But this story out of Georgia? Newsmax with the reporting. New revelations that Fulton County is unable to produce all ballot drop box transfer documents will be investigated thoroughly, as we have with other counties that failed to follow Georgia rules and regulations regarding drop boxes. This cannot continue. That is a tweet from the Georgia Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger. The same Brad Raffensperger who got into all those fights with Donald Trump when Trump was like, what are we doing here? What's going on? Count. Look at the problems. Solve the problems. There are things Trump said and things Trump didn't say. And trying to make news stories out of it now that Trump was pressuring this one, pressuring that one. You can't find the, the documents. You can't show the chain of custody. The rules require the county to collect ballots from each Dropbox location at least once every 24 hours and have each collection team complete and sign a transfer form upon removing them. 
and you can't find that? Yeah, let's let's say it this way. You mean you could have added some ballots, and since there was no chain of custody for some others, how are you supposed to tell what was collected properly and what wasn't? Oh, well. You better believe that the people who question this election have a case. Let me say it again. The people who question the election have a case. I question the election. Joe Biden's president of the United States. And let's be clear about something else. You cannot reinstall Donald Trump. That's not how it works. There is no mechanism anywhere within the United States, within the Constitution or anything else in law that would allow you to say, well, it turns out Joe Biden didn't get these votes. Bloop, bloop. And put Donald Trump in. It doesn't exist. It does not exist. Now, if you say to me, well, Tony, that's a flaw. Okay. Then go about creating the system. Don't think that I'm not on your side when you say, but that's disgusting. How can we live like that? I'm not arguing that and I'm not disagreeing with that. I am discussing an issue. That can't be denied, so we shouldn't deny it. There is no way for Donald Trump to be reinstalled as president. You do not have it. The other people out there don't have it. I don't have it. It does not exist. Now, what rule could you create or what law could you create about such a thing? about uh, having the knowledge of an election. Well, that gets uh, that conversation becomes a bit nullified when you get to the idea of certification. Remember that the vice president can only read the certifications and ask if there's a challenge amongst the elected representatives there. They cannot send the ballots back for recertification. The states certify the election results. The states simply can say we're not certifying, which is a conversation of the states taking back their power and being able to resist the pressures. It also involves people thinking that the vote is more important than power. The vote is more important than their party, which many of them do not. Just another part of the conversation. So Pennsylvania certifying the election result never should have happened. Georgia, they could have waited. Now, if you say to me, well, they could have waited and they could have waited. And the next thing you know, they're not even sending it in. They don't send in their electors. What happens? Well, if nobody gets 270, well, then the states vote. The congressional delegations would then vote and they would have one vote between them. And you would then have Donald Trump as president of the United States. My point to you is there are systems already in place. You understand how that works, right? If nobody hits 270, it would go to uh, the House and the Senate. The Senate would choose the vice president. The House would choose the president. They would vote as state. So even though there are Democrats and Republicans in a state, they would vote. They would then vote. And whoever the majority is, uh, that's who gets the vote of that state. One vote. You get 26 states. You win. In that situation, if it had happened now, Donald Trump would be president of the United States. Mike Pence would still be vice president of the United States, one could uh, uh, assume uh, pretty clearly. The systems already exist to handle issues. We should be addressing the fact that the states didn't do their job. Because somewhere, there's a feeling of great embarrassment that you can't count these things properly. Florida dealt with the embarrassment and actually fixed their system to a point that other states are like, hey, how'd you do that? 
because they've got themselves a good system. They have themselves a system that works. But if you can't confirm it for sure, if you don't have everything in place, you don't count it. You don't count it. You take your time. It doesn't matter what the political left says or the political right says. You take your time and make sure that you have it. And if you can't have it, by the time you're supposed to certify, don't certify. Now, remember, all of this is because Republicans got out lawyered and allowed this mail-in garbage, trash, nonsense to take place. They allowed it. They got out lawyered, they got beat, and they were too afraid to look Democrats in the eye and say, COVID or not, you show up to the polling place. I don't want to hear your, 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 your nonsense. Wouldn't say that. Would not say that. Oh, it's what Colorado does. Don't give a damn what Colorado does. We're Georgia. We're not doing it. But people who tell you there was nothing wrong with the election, the safest election ever, no. Nah, this is a story. Now, if this turns out to be false, okay. But people who won't even look into this, those are some of the most dangerous people in a society. Go to TonyCats.com, get the podcast, and support the show. Tomorrow, everyone.